uh, it's good to be here tonight. Good to see all of y'all. And uh, we're going to have a great time. I'm looking forward to and uh, been looking forward all day to your message, Brother Sam. I'm excited to be in here. Yes. We're going to have a great time here in the house of the Lord. But uh, does anyone have anything before we go to the Lord's Prayer? Well, it's good. I hope everyone had a little nap this afternoon and you're ready to practice after the service this afternoon. Let's pray. Brother Kenneth, if you don't mind, will you pray for us, please? Heavenly Father, we just thank you that it will be wonderful there. Yeah. As the ages go by, we will not age. That's right. Kind our hearts and thoughts and maybe think about it. Just pure, true and honest, loving you give before. Get the pastor the words to say and thank you for the choir practice. Yes. May we just be a blessing to others as we head out of here today. Through Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. 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 Y'all can be seated. Let's look at look at one right here. Look at page uh this is a, I just love this song here, and everybody knows it very well. Look at page 78. Blessed assurance. Just a few pages over there. We're going to, it's going to be one we're going to squeeze the juice out of it.
Right Let's look at another one right here. Look at page 152. 152. You know, right away, you think about that song that this is my story. And I, I just was thinking about that, that that's the way other people see you. And this is my song, that's the way you see yourself. Yes. And oh, oh the, you know, I didn't know what I was going to find out Thursday. But no matter if it was 20 months or 20 years, I wanted to write my story that other people would think well, of me. And I wanted to sing my own song praising my Savior all the day long. No matter how long I have left, I want, to spend, I want yes. other people to see me yes. be happy yes. and enjoy, uh, joyous in the praising of the Lord. And that my story and my song is praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. 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 What a blessing. Thank
thing. Uh, we, we got one special one, dude. You feel like singing, Brother Bo? Uh, yeah, I'll try. We get uh, Vanessa's voice is not very good. We'll sing uh, the Wall of, Wall of Prayer. You want to do that? We'll sing a special here. And Marilyn, you sing the Alto on this.
morning before where the sap comes up. That all root up your testimony. Yeah. Amen. Blessing God. For Brother Sam, you come. Brother Steve, if I might just say just a word. Um, we're so glad to have Brother Sam with us, and it was such a blessing to have him last Sunday. And um, um, Brother Sam was founding my pastor for uh, about 10 years at Hayden, and uh, we grew to, grew to dearly, dearly love this man, one of the most godly men that I've ever had the privilege to know. And uh, someone that Pam and I feel like has prayed for us and our family sure. more than anybody that we've ever known because he called. So he's been praying for your family today. And that was not just when he was our pastor, but that was uh, almost 20 years ago. And that has persisted. Brother Sam, it means so much. Amen. And we appreciate you coming with us. Appreciate Brother Steve giving the opportunity. Yes, thank you, Brother Steve, for the opportunity to share the Word of God with you tonight. And if you have your Bibles, I ask you to turn with me to Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 1. Paul is writing uh, to the church at Rome, and he says, beginning in verse 14, I am a debtor both to the Greeks and also to the barbarians, both to the wise and to the unwise, so as much as in me is. I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Paul says, as much as in me is, I'm ready to preach the gospel uh, to you uh, who, at, who are at Rome. And you've heard it said from time to time, he preaches the gospel. Well, when is someone preaching the gospel? Uh -huh. Well, let's let Paul define for us the gospel. Turn with me to 1 Corinthians 15. And of course, Paul wrote this letter uh, to the Corinthian church. And he says here in 1 Corinthians, uh, chapter 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, 1 Corinthians 15, verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received, and wherein you stand, by which also ye are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried, and that He arose again the third day according to the Scriptures. And he was seen of Cephas, then he was seen of the twelve apostles. And look at verse 6. After that, he was seen of about 500 brethren at once, of whom the greater part of them remained unto this present. But some are fallen asleep. Some have died. He said, if you don't believe that he arose from the dead, there are 500 people that saw him alive and most of them are still living and they'll tell you that he arose from sure. the dead. Amen. So what is the gospel? The gospel is the good news. It's glad tidings. First of all, that Christ died for our sins. Amen. He was the sinless Son of God, tempted in every way as we yet never committed sin. And therefore, He could die for our sins on the cross. He who was innocent became guilty for us. Our sins were placed on Him. And He paid our sin debt. 
He did not owe that debt. We did, but we couldn't pay it, but He paid it for us. Amen. And so we see that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. And the Bible also says, the Gospel, the good news, uh, that He was buried. And in the third part of the Gospel, and He arose from the dead. Hallelujah! Christ arose. You ask me how I know that He lives. He lives within my heart. He changed my life. And I know that He is a, a living Savior. He showed Himself alive, the Bible says, by many infallible proofs. And as we've already said, and we've already read, at least 500 brethren at one time, most of them still living, when Paul wrote Corinthians, could testify that He did arise from the dead. So the Gospel is the good news, the glad tidings, that Christ died for our sins, that He was buried, and the third day He arose again. That is the Gospel. Now, as we examine the passage further, why then was Paul not ashamed of the Gospel? Verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the Gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Uh, the word power in the original language is dynamis from which we get the English word dynamite. So he said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the dynamite power of God unto salvation. Amen. And if any soul is going to be saved, they're going to be saved through the preaching and uh, of the gospel of Jesus Christ and through placing their faith in a crucified, resurrected Savior. That's the only way that man can be saved. There's no other name given among men whereby we must be saved in the name of Jesus. As many as received Him, to them gave He power to become a child of God who was born again, born from above. And the eternal destiny of our souls is dependent upon what we have done with Jesus Christ. We cannot be neutral. We must decide what we're going to do with Jesus. Are we going to receive Him into our heart, place our faith and trust and surrender our life to Him, or are we going to resist Him and are we going to reject Him? Think about it. Jesus said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and sup with him and he with me. If I were to come to your home tonight, uh, if there was a doorbell, I'd ring the doorbell. Uh, if one my doorbell, I'd knock on the door. I would not come barging into your home uninvited. And Jesus Christ will not come into our life uninvited. He will not come unless we're willing to fling open the door of our heart sure. and receive Him Amen. into our heart. We can resist it. We can reject it. Uh, we can not have anything to do with Him, turn our back on Him, uh, and that's an opportunity. But, we must receive Him if we're going to be born again. And so we see that Jesus Christ is the only Savior of the world. Uh, let's go a little further here. Uh, why was Paul not ashamed of the Gospel? Well, there's the power of God. Inherent in that message is the power of God. There's supernatural power to save in the Gospel. There's no other message where the power of God and the salvation resides except in the Gospel of Jesus Christ. Right. And he goes on to say then, uh, further here, for therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Now every one of us have a sin problem. Every human being in the world has a sin problem. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God, the Bible says. The Bible says there's not a just man upon earth that doeth good and sinneth not. And so we're bent towards sin. This world entices us and, 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 and presses us into its mode to have its morals, to have its ways, or to have its language, to live according to this world rather than according to what God would have us do. 
And so we've got a sin problem. How can you and I as sinners ever get into God's heaven? And the only way is through a crucified, uh, sinless Son of God who paid that sin debt for us and became sin for us that through Him we might be made the righteousness of God Amen. in Him. Amen. And if we stand at the door of heaven and God were to say, why should I let you into my heaven? The only way we're going to get in is that I am trusting in Jesus Amen. and Him alone to pay my sin debt and through Him and because of Him I ask for entrance into heaven and you'll go right in to those streets of gold. And so He said, I'm, I'm not ashamed of the Gospel because it's God's power to save and also it's the answer to our sin problem. See, whoever we are, wherever we are, we are sinners and sin cannot enter into heaven. And that's why the Gospel is such good news. There's sure. a way. And listen, folks, that's the reason we send missionaries all around the world. I've just recently heard a pastor, he and uh, associate uh, has been uh, to uh, areas, an area of the world where a little gospel has been allowed to be preached and where there's been great persecution of, of Christian people. And there are people all over the world that hadn't had an opportunity uh, to hear the gospel. And that's uh, groups are seeking to go to where the gospel uh, has never been. Because there's only one way. People can be saved, and that's through the shed blood of Jesus sure. Christ. Amen. And that's the reason uh, that we have. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Uh, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the world. It's God's will that the gospel go forth into all the world because all are sinners and the only way sin can be forgiven is through the shed blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so that's the reason why we must take the gospel to the world and do all we can to get the gospel to as many as we can as quick as we can. And so Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. It's the power of God to save and it's a way whereby sinful man can be forgiven. Well, why then uh, is the gospel here? Why has some people not yet applied the gospel to their heart receiving the Lord Jesus Christ? 2 Corinthians chapter 4 tells us why. Why is the gospel here? Have you ever thought about that? Why haven't some been saved? And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 beginning with verse 3. Paul again is the writer, and Paul says, But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. If this gospel be hid, it is hid to them who are lost whom the God of this world, or the devil, has blinded their minds lest they come to the glorious light of the gospel of Jesus Christ. One of the great works of the devil is to keep lost people lost. Sure. And he is a liar. The Word of God tells us that he is a liar and he is the author of lies. That's Amen. exactly what the, one of the gospel tells us. And so Satan is a liar. And when God begins to deal in our heart, He begins to bring conviction. He begins to put a desire in our heart to be saved. Listen, folks, that comes from God. It's not a work of the flesh to want to be saved. It's the work of God. Amen. And God's got to come to us. I love a song that Squire Parsons did. He came to me when I couldn't go to Him. And I was lost and undone on the road to hell. I didn't care about God, but He came to me. Amen. And began to forgive me of my sin, put a desire in my heart to surrender my life uh, to, uh, to Him. And so Satan tells us lies when God begins to deal in our heart. Uh, he tells us, uh, you can't be happy to be a Christian. You're going to have to give your sin up. You can't be happy to be a Christian. And that's one of the darkest lies that ever came out of the pits of hell. Listen, we were made by God and for God, 
and our heart is not going to rest in peace until we are at peace with God. There's a, shape, there's a God-shaped vacuum in every one of our hearts that only Jesus Christ can fill. And there's no pill, there's no thrill, there's no sin that can take the place of God in your life. Right. And He created you. You were made by Him and for Him. And of everything that God created, man alone has a mind that can see that there's a God. We alone have a will that can choose God. We alone have a spirit, a soul that can experience God. Of everything God created, man alone was made by God and for God. And we'll always be unfulfilled and unsatisfied until uh, we come to peace with God through Jesus Christ. Amen. And I tell you, uh, many people don't realize this. I didn't realize it. You're hungry for God and you don't know it until mm -hmm. you get to know Him. Right. You look, I, I was looking for kicks, thrills as a teenager, let the good times roll. I didn't care about God, the things of God. Parents didn't realize that that was the lifestyle I was living. That's the way it was, you know. But when I got saved, I found out it was God I was hungry for all along. Amen. 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 Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. Life don't begin at 40. It begins the moment that you trust Jesus Christ sure. to be your Savior. Amen. He comes to live in your heart. And He becomes real in your life. You hear about Him until you get to know Him, get born again, and He becomes real in your life. And Brother Bo, He's going to be with you, buddy. And He will be and He's going to be. And you come to see that He's just not someone you heard about, but then you experience His reality. Seven days a week, 24 hours a day, God's right there. He's real. Uh, in our lives. And uh, so uh, we find fulfillment and life at its best can only be found uh, in Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I am come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. The devil would have us to think, you can't be happy and be a child of God. You're going to have to give your sin up. But it's just a lie out of the sure. pits of hell. And when you come to know Him, you come to find that fulfillment, that joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Amen. Hey, could you tell how joyful it is to know the Lord? How real it is? Can, can you put that into words? Like old boys say, it's better felt than tell. Uh, you just can't wind it up. You can't get it round up in words what it means for Jesus Christ to be real uh, uh, in our lives. And so being made by God and for God, uh, we're not going to be happy. God wants us happy. He wants us fulfilled. He wants us to have life sure. abundant and life overflowing. And we can only have that through Jesus Christ. But Satan will tell us you can't be happy to be a child of God. And the devil will tell us a lie. Well, you're going to lose your friends. Nobody's going to want to be your friend if you're sold out for God and living for God the way God's going to want you to live. You're going to lose your friends. Well, I'll tell you something you may lose your friend. Listen, stay with me. What kind of friend do you have that would turn their back on you because you've chosen you're going to go to heaven rather than go to hell? Think about it. That ain't much of a friend, is it, that would reject, reject you because you've chosen that you're going to serve God and live for God? And so it is that he, he tells these lies uh, that you're going to lose your friends. And i tell you something else. tell you something else. You're going to find, you're going to gain some friends. Sure. Amen. You're going to gain some brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm -hmm. I was preaching at a church this morning. And there was a young lady I knew had been saved not long ago. And having a greeting time in the service, everybody going around and shaking hands with everybody. I heard this man had to be a high 70s or in his 80s on a walking cane. And he came up where this young lady was sitting that had been saved. I guess she's in her 30s or 40s. And I heard him say, I love you. Isn't that the love of God? Sure. Isn't that the love of Christian people? And that touched me. It really did. That elder gentleman just saying, I love you. And, and, and I'll be honest. I mean, I've been in this thing. I've been an ordained preacher since 1962, and I've been hurt five, six, seven, eight times by the people of God, deeply hurt. But I'll tell you something, some of the greatest people in all the world 
are people I met in church Amen. and been members of the church Amen. that I've served. Uh, I remember the second church that I pastored, there was a widow lady, and boy, I think she was a prayer warrior, and she came to church one Sunday, and she said, Brother Sam, you can't help but preach the way I pray for you. So I get down on my knees every Sunday before I come to church, and I pray God to fill you so full of the Holy Ghost you can't help but preach. <laughs> and I never forgot that. Uh, she was a, a great prayer warrior. I'll tell you something else she did. Uh, her son had been born, and I think we're making $60 a week, and no French benefits at all, just $60 a week. And we were going out to a revival service uh, and had invited her to go with my wife and son. And I was out of money. I think it was on Saturday, and I got paid every Sunday. So I didn't have money to buy milk from the baby. And I asked her, I said, will you please let me loan five dollars till tomorrow? I know I'll be paid the next day. And she said, no, I said, uh, I'm going to give you this. So I was going to give you some money for gas anyway. And she gave me five dollars. I never forgot that. That's the heart of Christians. Right. And you will be loved and you'll find that you have a family wherever you go, wherever you live. There's going to be one or more that's going to be the real deal. Right. And they love God and they're going to love you and they're going to minister to you. And the devil will have you to believe you're not going to have any friends if you sell out to God if you get born again. It's just a lie out of hell. The devil will tell you it's not going to last. Uh, you know so and so and they've fallen by the wayside and they're no longer living for God. You're going to be the same way. And if the devil can't get you on anything else, he'll say this now. Yeah, this is something you need to do, but you just need to put it off. That's right. Uh, you need to wait, maybe, to me, he said, you need to wait till you get married, have a kid, have a family. That'd be time to get serious about God. But listen, with the devil, it never gets to be today. God says today is the day of salvation. If you hear my voice, it's hard not your heart. But the devil will say, put it off, put it off, and you're going to wind up in hell. He's a liar. And he is the author of lies. And he does all within his power to keep us lost. And he will tell us lie after lie to keep us lost. How many of you, the devil, told something similar to what I've been talking about before you got saved? Would you lift your hand? Sure. I want you to look around. I want you to look around. See? Of course, the Bible speaks of Christian people. It says we're not ignorant of the devices of the devil. But see, that's how he works. He is a liar. And that's what I've seen. What I, we've seen, verified what I've said, but I've seen it wherever I've ever preached and asked people to say, how many of you the devil tell you lies like that before you got saved? About every hand in the church goes right. He's working to keep lost people lost. He's a liar. And so... The Gospel is the only way that man can be saved is through a crucified, buried, resurrected Son of God. And there's no other hope outside Jesus Christ. There's no other way whereby we can be right with God except through faith in Jesus Christ. And that's the good news. And we need to take that good news and share that good news wherever we are, and do all we can to get the gospel to as many as we can, as quick as we can. On the day we see the multiplying signs of the coming of the Lord, I don't know when He's going to come. The Bible says only the Father knows the date that He's going to return. But He's coming one of these days, and we don't know when we're going to die. We don't know when we're going to die. And those loved ones, those friends, those family members, uh, we need to be giving the gospel to as we can, as quick as we can. We know not what's coming to America. We we don't know. There's there's perilous times sure. around us, and so the greatest need that each of us have as a Christian, we need to love God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. Pray that for yourself. Pray that for your family members. Pray that for your friends. 
that we'll love Jesus with all of our heart. And the Word of God tells us, Bo, that if we love Him, we will obey Him. And Jesus says, I'll manifest myself to you. So the more you love Jesus, the more you're going to obey Jesus, and the more real Jesus is going to come in the world. That's true. I tell you, He's real. Praise God, He's real. And the more you love Him, the more real He's going to become in your life. So let's pray then. I don't know, uh, many of you, most of you, I haven't met a few of you I did uh, a Sunday ago or what have you, but are you here tonight and you know in your heart of hearts that you've never been born again? You know it. And you know if you died today, you'd split hell wide open, but you'd be saved right now. Sure. The Bible says whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And will you right now, if you know you've never been saved, would you right now in the privacy and quietness of your own heart, would you right now just say, Dear Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. And I know that you died for my sins on the cross. And I know you arose from the dead the third day. And I now ask you to come into my heart and save my soul. I fling wide the door of my heart. You're welcome. Please come in right now. I want to receive you right now in my heart to be my Savior and be my Lord. From this moment on, I'm going to live for you and I'm going to serve you. And I'm going to be the person as best I can and I know how that you want me to be. And if every head still bowed, every eye still closed, if you prayed that prayer tonight, I'm not going to embarrass you, but I'd just like to pray a little more for you. If you prayed that prayer tonight for the first time, would you just lift your head and pray for you? Okay. Father, thank you that you are not willing that any perish, but I'll come to repentance. Thank you, Lord, that you did so love this world, that you gave your one and only Son, that through Jesus Christ we might be saved and we might have eternal life that we might not perish, that we might not burn in the pits of hell, but that we might share heaven with you. Thank you, dear God. Thank you for your great love wherewith you loved us. Even when we were dead in trespasses and in sin, you'd already paid that sin debt for us at the cross. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that we can be saved, that our children, our grandchildren, our neighbors, our loved ones, and even in other remote parts of the world can be saved through Jesus Christ. And may we be faithful witnesses right where we are, day by day, to share Jesus, to make Jesus known. And may we allow Your love to flow through us into the lives of others. And may we also be sharing Your Gospel day by day as you bring people into our lives that we might share with. For I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing the hymn of invitation. And the Let's all stand. 119. 119. Altars are open. And if anyone needs to come and pray, well, the pastor's right here by my side. And even if you care to come and pray with either of us, you start welcome to. Sure. Any prayer need, whatever. Just obey the Lord.